This isn't what we're going to talk about today, but there's a squirrel in my basement, and it's very upsetting to me. Very upsetting. Have you tried putting cat poop down there yet? <laughs> you know, I'm not, it, like... I, it's not a joke suggestion. They're a predator I, of theirs. They should fear it. <laughs> I guess, well, so, I, do, do I have to leave it down there permanently? Well, or no, you need to put it down there until this one leaves and then find out how it got in and make sure that doesn't happen okay. again. Because I'm not super eager to have my basement smell like cat pee, like, all the time. Well, just, uh, just take, like, the box that you, that's in the worst condition right now and just put it down there. Mm. You have more than one box, right? No. Oh, you have a <laughs> monolithic box? I do. Oh. I have, like, the biggest cat box. It's great. Oh, well, then go I don't know, just transport some, shall yeah, we say, used put some Tupperware material. Something. Not real Tupperware, of course. Yeah, you don't not... use the real stuff for the cat pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, our topic is going to be um, something that I want listeners to pay attention to during the uh, Trump administration. Uh, I said it. Ah, I didn't use yeah, a euphemism. I, I don't. I prefer not to say the name of our current president. I'll, I'll, I'll edit it out and say current administration. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing I want people to look for is um, any sort of uh, self-fulfilling prophecy that the right wing will be attempting to pull um, in the form of moving the bar. So for that, I mean, like, let's say that, you know, we're talking about bees or something that are going extinct or an eagle or something, and they'll just change the classification for how endangered it is. And, you know, just arbitrarily say, you know, that its current number is now what defines least concern. Um, Yay, winning. Or they'll declare that the lead levels in Flint are safe. Right. By virtue of changing what they call safe, not by fixing the problem. Right. No. <laughs> um, you could see the EPA change its definition of fuel economy to be dynamo-based instead of real-world tests-based again, um, because there already is fuel economy stuff they're trying to reverse, but it might be more difficult than they imagine. We'll do another episode on uh, cars because that's going to be a, a thing. Um, I, I hope the EPA, and I say this because one of my best friends from when I was a kid, in fact, my best friend from when I was a kid works at the EPA. So I'm hoping, A, that the EPA gets to continue to exist, like, mm. at all. But she, I know that she will put up a fight, like, in whatever capacity she's able, she will stand by what is good and right and correct and, and try. And I hope she and others like her. And surely nobody works at the EPA who doesn't genuinely care. I mean, it's a government job. Yeah, this one, isn't like one thing the current administration didn't count on is that those of us who are left in employment by a various form of government... Um, we're very aware of how much money we're not making. <laughs> so yep. um, half of us, you know, are, you know, dead weight that's there because, you know, they're basically unfireable. But the other half are probably really passionate. Um, and, you know, that was shown immediately 
by all the National Park Service people. Oh, yeah. They do not make good salaries, but if you fuck with their parks. Yeah, yeah. they really fucking love those parks, y'all. Yeah, they, they work there very much on purpose. It's a horrible job for somebody like me, but the people who take that job, like, it's like their dream. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of sexual harassment in it and, like, unbelievable sexual harassment and women still work there (laughs) and the men don't go there specifically for their sexual harassment, I guess. No, they go to uh, to just be outside, I'd imagine. Right. Sort of like the, uh, you still haven't played Firewatch, right? No, not yet. Oh, well, the guy goes to, the protagonist goes to get away from, from really heavy life shit, mm. which is, I'm not spoiling anything. That's the opening crawl of the game. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I had some sense um, that that was okay. I should do that. But um, yeah. It, so it, it, the, the moving the bar uh, we want to talk about today is one that hasn't moved yet, but I totally oh, expect it to, um, which will be any bars in regard to education. So right now we have a pretty bad system where we, you know, teach to the test and, you know, what's defined as proficient is already pretty bad. Um, yeah. But in the, uh, in the process of attempting to move our schools from public to private institutions, uh, you run into a problem with the profit motive where failing a student is bad for business. Right. I mean, it's already that the case to some extent in public education where nowadays kids, if they fail, their parents will go and yell at the teacher and the vice principal, my mom's vice principal. Yeah, sure <laughs> she knows school. all about it. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> less so at her particular school. Um, she is lucky. It's a smaller high school. It has a it has deep roots in the community and... She, it, it's one of the better um, high schools to be an administrator at, but this is totally something that happens. Parents no longer are willing to allow their children to take responsibility for their own shit. They blame the teacher. Um, so you mentioned that your mom is at one of the better schools to be at. Um, and, you know, despite the fact that public schools are publicly funded, um, there shouldn't be, quote, good and bad schools um but they but there are oh absolutely um and the reason for that uh, well i mean there's a ton of reasons um yeah most i mean it starts with um you know the fact that schools are effectively still segregated um you know you can't say you know that this is the black school but you can draw the districts and the bus routes so that it is the black school Right. Um, and like anytime you hear a white person talking about moving to a good school district, that basically means they're moving to where the white people at. Right. And correlated with that is that schools are uh, insufficiently funded by the government, both uh, uh, state and federal as it is. Um, and the good schools become good by doing basically the only tax power that towns have, which is property tax. So that leads to more, you know, well, this is where the expensive houses are, so that means that's where the rich people are, and, you know, that self-fulfills that. 
That's where the money is. Plus, uh, rich households have often have stay-at-home moms or, to some extent, stay-at-home dads nowadays who do all kinds of volunteering in the classroom, and they they do, like, really expensive things. I happen to um, have an internet friend who is, like, lives pretty much at the poverty level but in a very rich area, and the things that, the, that children and their families are expected to do um, to contribute to their schools is pretty unreasonable. And yet this is like, a lot of it is sort of enrichment. It's the sort of thing that like, if it shows up on your uh, extracurricular activities, then you get into a better college. Basically, I mean, it's it's no surprise to anyone who pays attention to the world around them or and or listens to this podcast that poor people are basically set up to fail in every particular. Yeah, every way possible. Literally, <laughs> literally everything. So... And then, so it's bad enough that there are poor schools and rich schools, but um, when a school starts failing, what happens by the definition of these horrible um, tests that they're trying desperately to teach to, what happens is that they get funded less. Instead of allocating resources to try to fix the problems of the school, they take away resources. So how the hell, like what? How is that supposed to happen? Now, one avenue that even public schools can sort of do nowadays is expel kids. But to a certain extent, you have to balance when you expel a kid, then you get you don't get that federal funding for the seat that the child was occupying. Um, If you privatize education, there's no freaking way that they're going to keep kids who are like at all disruptive no there's i mean what's an iep in the public uh in in rather in in private education that's not a thing i mean maybe it is but there's no i don't think there's any requirement that um private schools make and abide by ieps uh, which incidentally is an individual education plan it comes up a lot of times in special ed but also like mainstreamed kids and all kinds of there there are all kinds of reasons a child might have an iep yeah. Privatization is just going to be, you know, the worsening of that because <laughs> it's going to. So. Uh, an example I always like to use for when privatization goes as wrong as possible is when I believe it was uh, Pennsylvania privatized their juvenile corrections facilities. Oh, God. Um, and the result of that was that incarceration rates skyrocketed uh, as well. So, you know, sentences were longer than before they were privatized and they were assigned more, uh, you know, liberally. And it turns out that the judge responsible for this was in the pocket of course the private institutions. And when this is found out, you know, the result is that that judge is punished, but it's not seen as a failure of a system. The system continues to go on with maybe, you know, a more watchful eye on it. But of course, it doesn't prevent anything. And I bet the state isn't saving any money. Oh, I, I just I, I forgot to include this earlier. Uh, when uh, Betsy DeVos or DeVos, I've, I've only read it. I don't know how it's pronounced. I don't care. Yeah. Um, as soon as she was, you know, eventually confirmed after... Tragically, the only fight the Democrats have put up so far. <laughs> um, 
Fucking Democrats, get your shit together. Now, my senator, Kristen Gillibrand. Yes. Kirsten. I don't know what it is. Kirsten? I forget the position of the I relative to the R. Anyway, she's been doing her job. She's the only one with the perfect record of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, rock on. But anyway, the, the first thing she tweeted was, you know, something of the lines of, you know, uh, now to get started and then, you know, intended as a joke. Now, where are the pencils? Yeah. Oh, my God. And every teacher. Yeah, every teacher. And everyone, <laughs> everyone who knows a teacher was like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. Because teachers. They're in your fucking purse or they're nowhere. Yeah. Teachers bring their own supplies and students also have to buy their own supplies. Right. I'm sure you've heard the rant of a parent who after the, the first day of school gets the list of shit they need. And of course, that's when the sales are over and they're fighting all the other parents at ShopRite or whatever. And yeah. it's, yeah, so much of public education is just, it's already missing enough pieces. Um, and back to moving the bars for self-fulfilling uh, nonsense, it was set up to fail. The Republicans have been starving public education for, you know, as long as they've had the idea that government is bad. It's... Such a unbelievably hateful and cynical position to take that public schools should be eliminated because... It's because they don't want their taxes what? educating black people. I know, but it's so fucked up and educated. The, 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 the more education given to the more people is can only result in good things. We see this in, like, Scandinavia. And, and in fact, I forget which Scandinavian country it is. I, I think it was, like, maybe it was Finland, um, where when a school starts to fail, they kind of do the opposite of what we do, where they allocate some resources to fix it. And then you, and then you have, like, a, you know, more equitable system because that's what we're supposed to want. That's what this country is supposed to be about, is, is this struggle, the, you know. Yeah, but Scandinavian, Scandinavian countries are full of filthy liberals and progressives. Ugh, and that is yeah. a thing, because education <laughs> uh, leads to progressivism. If not it necessarily really liberalism, it leads to progressivism. Yeah. So uh, we need educated people for the future. I don't know if I need to say this, but... <laughs> I mean, just in general, like, even if you're a Republican and you really want to keep people as stupid as possible so they keep voting for your dumb asses, like, somebody's going to have to do shit. Like, your <laughs> company, which is presumably the reason you're a rich Republican, needs employees at some level, I'm sure. <sighs> and the... Uh, rich... Do you want them to be able to read? Yeah, and the rich class only has so many kids to go around and they don't want to do any work. Hell no. They want to be stockbrokers or something where you don't do anything real. Yeah. Who's the hell? Who the hell who's who's going to be a teacher? I uh, teachers generally aren't scions of industry, you know. <laughs> like especially not middle, now. Right. They're middle. They generally come from the middle class. You know what there still is of it, and pretty much stay there except that like. Your typical public educator today, she's 24, a woman, and makes under $30,000 a year. 
Yeah, starting salaries are really, really bad. It's like, um, you realize, like, this is who you're, you know, demonizing. And it's just ridiculous. You know, like, it's, it's a pretty like, vulnerable person. <laughs> right. A person who took this job because that's what she wants to do. There's a fair amount of crap that goes into becoming a teacher. Like, if I decided that I wanted to quit being a software developer and be a teacher tomorrow. You're going back to school. Maybe I could be a substitute teacher. Um, and apparently New York has a requirement that teachers have to get a master's degree within a certain amount of years of uh, of becoming employed, which is So that's even at a public institution, the pair of degrees is likely to put you six figures in debt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I hope that there's some kind of funding for it, but... Eh, there probably isn't. I mean, of course there isn't. Why would there? Why would there be? Ugh. And if you teach in a poor district, you can get um, a certain amount of loan forgiveness. So that's something. Um, But what's probably going to happen? Like, I don't know how many of these teachers are going to fall in love with their crappy school districts and stay there, despite the horrible problems. Like. The, the literal crumbling buildings and... No, teachers move. Yeah, in my exp- if they In my can. experience, from... So I was in um, a, a very uh, unique situation in a poor white people's school. Um, and it was so poor that um, there was a very uh, rich town next to us. And another very small town on the other side of it that didn't have their own high school. And they got bused to our school. Jeez. Because, you know, you don't want to, you know, the the rich town didn't want to take them in, you know. and You don't want to pollute. And or they didn't want to pay taxes toward that town if we were, you know, if we were the lower bid. Whatever. So, um, and one thing... I saw a lot just four years as a student was a low turnover of existing faculty and a very high turnover of the young ones. Yep. Because, you know, they would get their one year of experience. Their contract is in limbo anyway, because, oh, um, if you don't know this, um, teachers are technically fired annually. Yeah. Until they're tenured. So you don't know that you're teaching next year until the summer. Um, And during that period, of course, you know, because it is extremely, well, it would be, you know, it would be wrong not to put their resume out to other districts. Right. So when the better paying district or just district that makes them feel better Right. Offers, they take it, they leave. Of course. <laughs> no one ever came in from another school to ours. Mm. Yeah, I, when I still lived in New Jersey, our school district was a pretty good one. Um, property taxes were considered to be high in our area, um, so schools were pretty well funded. Um, the teachers seemed overwhelmingly like good teachers um and then we moved to hawaii (laughs) and everything changed um i went to a really not very good school uh, one of those literally crumbling ones um 
and they uh, so when they would give us worksheets, we weren't allowed to write on the worksheets. We had to copy the problems onto our own paper. Um, but some of the worksheets that had been extensively eaten by termites, we were allowed to write on because they needed to throw those away anyway. Except sometimes you had to go to the teacher and be like, what number is this? Because a termite had eaten it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I used to entertain myself by like, the termites had eaten the wooden trim around a door. So I would like poke at the, the paint shell <laughs> remaining behind and like... Because I found that fun to like destroy the paint shell <laughs> that the termites had already destroyed. Um, so that that's public education in Hawaii, at least that one school. The next school I went to, um, coincidentally, in an area with more white people, was much better. Um, and I only got to go there because my mom became a teacher at that school. Um, and so this, we had been going to this school that I was supposed to go to. Um, it was pretty inconvenient to go to the other school once my mom stopped teaching there. Uh, we had to get a ride. But like, I just like, it's so infuriating to me, all of this bullshit coming out of out of Betsy Devos, whatever. She she doesn't like, has she ever actually met a good teacher? Who <laughs> Probably not. She's probably met maybe she's met some of the teachers at whatever fancy pants private school she's had experience of. But, like, public school teachers who've been at the same school for a really long time really give a shit. Like, way give a shit. Yeah. I mean, one thing I don't understand about the administration is that they lost the popular vote pretty handily. Mm. And every single thing they've attempted to do has been met with huge backlash. <laughs> so why are they surprised that when they do, you know, nominate and confirm someone like her, that immediately she is met with either protest walls or in one case, like a school like that she was supposed to visit just didn't let her in? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I loved that. That was like parents, too. They were like, just fuck like, just, you, nope. bitch. You want to fuck up our school, which already isn't that great. You can just fuck your ass right back to whatever offices she works in that kind of didn't end well <laughs> but she uh, uh, vouchers are like one of the biggest boondoggles that anybody has ever come up with school choice sounds really nice in theory oh well we, of course you parents should be able to choose the best school in their area and send their child there and yeah get they, help they, they totally for... have unlimited seats and the vouchers are all totally going to be the same value right and right and the the kids who may not be like they aren't going to do their test scores any good they're definitely going to be able to choose a school based on how good it is that stands to reason not to mention like i always i feel like anybody who advocates for for vouchers just either is totally ignorant of the whole special education like thing like that it exists that these are children who need to be served and that it's monstrous to try to deny that to them, or they're just like, they don't care. They think, fuck it, let them eat cake, whatever the you will. I <laughs> right, it's, it's anti-diversity of intellects. And honestly, that's sort of what, I mean, at least until now, I would have said to anyone who asked me, you know, I live in the Bible Belt and my school teaches creationism, you know, should I still send my kids there 
you know, I would have said yes because it's a really good formative experience to just be around the diversity of a student body. You know, even if you're put in all honors classes, you still have gym and lunch with everybody else. And the same is true for people in the lower tracks, if they still even do tracks anymore. Um, and, you know, it's just important to get exposed to people that aren't exactly like you. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> self-selection, I mean, self-selection is what makes Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> It it really is. It's so distressing. It's just oh not going to work out. It's it's really not. And the U.S. already has so many problems with education, it, and it, these are only going to make it worse. And looking into the future, we're going to have a lot of problems with people exiting high school with sufficient STEM background to start any college program that leads mm -hmm. them to graduating and then passing the EIT exam and becoming an engineer that does something like fix what's left of our infrastructure. <laughs> Do you think we'll still have infrastructure at the end of, uh, of the current administration? Um, that's next week's show. <laughs> oh. Um, or rather it is, uh, it is the week after uh, the American Society of Civil Engineers puts out their uh, new report card. They, that should be exciting. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to expect because I mean, it's it's after you know eight years of Obama, but he only did stuff in the first year of the eight, so you know, who knows? And that'll be another <laughs> opportunity to look for moving bars. Yeah, Jesus Christ, well, that bridge will be fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that bridge is going to fall the fuck down. Yeah. 